0: Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Hagland, president of Minnesota Hospice and your host for today's program. I want to uh, welcome two colleagues that I have had the privilege and honor of working with for several years. They are Reverend Debbie Meckley, chaplain and spiritual care advisor for Minnesota Hospice and our hospice social worker, Heidi Simon, licensed generalist social worker and she also has a master's degree in social work. Thank you guys for being here and being a part of the program for today.
1: It's good to be back. Yeah, thanks Ken. We,
0: we have missed you. Uh, now, now, Barb, our uh, clinical director has been here for the last uh, right. three weeks right. um, doing some great distilling of critical information about the, the benefit of hospice, the prognosis versus diagnosis, new hospice that has come into play here over the last four years which is still not very well known mm-hmm. um, in, right. in both the medical community and the general public. And uh, she also, uh, last week, was, uh, of course, her favorite. She does Life's Design, the oh. birthing in and birthing out, right. the cycle of life. And uh, I, I, wish, I wish kids in school would have a chance to hear that analogy between the birthing in and birthing out. They'd have a much more appreciation for life's mm-hmm. design and the cycle of life. Yeah.
1: We talk about that all the time, yeah. um, just in different circles that I'm in, about, wow, this is something that we all do. All of us, it's inevitable that we're going to move through this experience, yet we're just not uh, We're not talking about it. We're not preparing for that. So, right. yes,
2: we right. right. don't have the healthy perception of what yeah. that really could look like. Yeah. Well, yes.
0: and especially with uh, young kids, they, at that point in life, they think they are immortal, and sure. they don't even think about it, unless... Like you have explained before where you've had the grandchildren who have asked to come into the room right. as a grandparent is dying. And uh, just what a light uh, they have been to the whole family during that process. And I just, I'm just, always so encouraged when I hear how families come together because that's how we've done it for thousands of oh. years. I mean, we've taken care of our elders. We've honored them. We've taken care of them and you, know, you have those multi-generational families that you know, live together and, and, and we've in the United States have really gone away from that. We just, right. the nuclear family kind of explodes across the country and you know jobs and circumstance take us apart. And then, yeah. and we, you guys end up doing a lot of times with communication issues between children and relatives that are living afar and they, they don't have that connection necessarily. Right. So. Anyway, um, great last three shows. Please, I encourage uh, the listening audience to uh, look at the podcasts on uh, AM 950's website. Um, They'll be worthwhile uh, listening to. Well, today is going to be the start of a new series. I am really excited about this, (laughs) uh, partly because I have had a chance to see part of this series in person just last weekend, and it was uh, fantastic. I mean, just some Thank real you. insightful um, discussions on topics that we just don't know how to have those conversations.
2: We're getting some great feedback.
0: Oh my really gosh! Yeah, and, feedback, and so. big
2: numbers of people yeah. that are coming. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we know that people want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, should we should we just mention up front here though where people can hear the next live presentation from you guys? Sure. I think we'll, we'll let's let's do it throughout the show. But I'm just thinking, right off the bat, um, if people are going to do a podcast, they could just dial into that first few minutes here. Absolutely. And I just want to make sure that because it's, it's going on concurrently right now. You guys are doing a this five-part series, mm-hmm. and you've already completed two of those the last couple weeks. And so I want to make sure mm-hmm. people have a chance to... Yep. Plan and schedule in for that.
2: Well, we're going to uh, clue everybody in a little bit on what we uh, did in the episodes. We're calling this since everybody's into series now, we're into episodes <laughs> and series. So the first two episodes we're going to talk about today, but um, the third episode uh, uh, will be on February fourth. That's a Sunday afternoon, eleven forty-five to one fifteen. Uh, it's releasing and allowing life's design and uh... all of these series are being held and sponsored by unity of the valley spiritual center in savage the address for that is four zero one one state highway thirteen in savage and um the fourth one will be on the 18th of February, A New Perspective on Aging. Mm -hmm. And the fifth one, uh, the last one will be uh, The Gift of Your Legacy Through Honoring Choices. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're 90 minutes and um, uh, they, like I said, are being sponsored by Union of the Valley and they're offering that in complimentary. So this is a free training, an hour and a half, and we are complimenting that by gifting uh, Continuing Education Units, um, 1.5 of those per each one of these sessions that are attended, uh, so you get a certificate of attendance for that.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. And yeah. that, is that for uh, social workers or anybody, you know, okay, there's a- any uh, discipline. Yeah,
2: any okay. kind of a discipline. There are people who do energy work, hands-on healing oh, work, sure. uh, Reiki, um, uh, healing practitioners. Mm-hmm. Anyone that would want this in their portfolio yeah. for any reason at all. It's just, and even if you don't need that, it's the information is an opportunity that doesn't come this. way. Way right head off and right, so.
0: right. Well wow, that's fantastic so so today um, you guys were, were talking to me before the show and uh, so the, the the components of today's show the first one was you deserve to know the truth which was you guys presented that live a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and then I happen to see the one the next topic here that we'll get to later in the show called the dynamics of dying and I did see that one and that was just outstanding. Um, great. So that's great. So we'll have, uh, and then we'll, we'll just maybe touch on that third one that's coming up here uh, on the 4th of February. Yeah. Great. Well, why don't you guys kick it off here and, and uh, let's, let's dive into this topic.
2: Okay. Well, one of the things that we um, uh, continue to express during this series is that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And it is true that we die the way we live. And so we're going to um, uh, cover throughout the series the four spiritual aspects of who we are, how we live each day, how we walk our day, walk our talk, you know, which is our relatedness, the way we relate in the world, our relationship to ourself and to others, um, our meaning and our purpose. Why are we here? And how do we feel about that? Uh, Forgiveness. That's forgiveness of self and forgiveness of others as well as hope. How do we um, uh, perceive our future. How do we um, perceive our hope as it is um, pertains to our our little world, our friends, our lives, our families? So um, uh, you deserve to know the truth about dying is really about the spiritual aspects of dying because Barb talked about the clinical pieces of that. That's right. And um, it is clinical, but it actually is even more so spiritual than it is clinical, right, Heidi?
1: Right. This end of life experience, um, as we know, this is exactly what. Um, our patients and our loved ones are how they're expressing because first of all, we all come here to have a human experience and so we express who we are and who our spirit is. And so then at end of life, when we are we're looking at you know um, what those things have meant, how we've um, how we've expressed that to people around us, we're we're looking at those things and we're looking for ways that we can um, Maybe resolve some things, or maybe we can continue to do more. Because end of life does not mean that the opportunities are over. It actually um, is a great opportunity for more to come. Mm-hmm. So that's really what our focus is: is that that this is about living, mm-hmm. and that we have the opportunity at any point in our life to be able to look at this and say, Wow, I have an opportunity here to, um, you know, practice these things or consider these things now, and what do I want that to look like as I move through my end of life, whenever that." Ends up being,
2: and as much as we are Minnesota Hospice, I mean, it has taught us um, how people die, you know, <laughs> what they carry with them to the very end, and so um, we're focusing just as much on um, having a better death. You know, mm-hmm. is there a such thing as a good death, and what would that be for you, and how can you live now, live better, so that we die better? Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about earlier. Um, you talked about. Um, how we've been doing this for thousands of years, you know, and Heidi has a really good um, conversation in this about um, uh, how we've become distracted Mm -hmm. from really honoring death. Like they did years and years and years ago, Mm -hmm. um, the ancients.
1: Right. And you know, when you, when you really look back, it's, 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 it makes sense to me. When you look back at all the ways in which different cultures and communities practiced this, that there's a lot of common ground there are similarities um in i mean taoist and buddhist and christian writings there's there's this cross-pollination of the way in which we honored this process of life or or even celebrated it the ceremony that we had around it because when you look at native american and mexican and japanese ceremony there again are similarities mm-hmm. so
3: yeah.
1: it only makes sense that you know we would have this this way because we all do this because we all have this this knowing um, regardless of, of how it's categorized
4: mm-hmm.
1: it's we look to the same things when we're moving through this experience and that is to understand that spirituality and mm-hmm. understand ourselves in that
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we talked about ancient Uh, traditions, Calcutta traditions, Anamkara, which is soul friend or midwife, a counselor of the dying. Um, We all look for Anamkaras as well in our own living, you know, to um, help us um, move through our life's challenges. So, yeah, so we, um, we covered a lot in that. We had great feedback in attendance. We did an empathy exercise um, that uh, most people had never, ever done before. And it, the next week when they came back, we just heard great feedback. And I think we're going to talk about that a little bit farther down right, uh, in, the, in the segment here. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, fantastic. I am really excited to delve into this topic, and uh, I think it's very timely. And the fact that we have, to this this agency alone, have done several hundreds, if not thousands, of deaths, and what we've learned from those. Well, you're listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. We will be right back after this short break.
5: fireplaces. This is an important part of our mission at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. We know that the fireplace has to work, work with your life, work with your living space, and also be environmentally smart. Come see us, learn to burn wise. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Visit our store in person or online at woodlandstoves.com.
4: Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977.
3: Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization
6: more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dr. Vladimir Vonsurikov, the director and president of the Museum of Russian Art, which holds the finest collection of Russian art in North America, as well as an award-winning gift shop, Izba. Unique gifts, artworks and artisan made products are sourced from artists and jewelers who use traditional Russian materials to create stunning pieces for purchase. Izba Gift Shop is on Facebook and Instagram. Our museum is at tmora.org. Visit ISBA Gift Shop for that special gift you will cherish.
4: Lowry Hill Meats, your neighborhood full-service butcher shop that works directly with family farms. Using whole animals gives Lowry Hill Meats the benefit of preparing custom cuts and dry aging. They offer beef, lamb, goat, pork, and poultry, including whole duck, roasting hens, turkey, quail, pheasant, and Cornish hens. Their sausages are made fresh in-house weekly using 40 rotating recipes. Try their handcrafted sandwiches. They are second to none. Lowry Hill Meats is located at 1934 Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis or online at LowryHillMeats.com.
3: Hi, this is Paul Metz, inviting you to listen to the Wall of Power Radio Hour every weekend on AM 950. We are now in our third year of broadcasting on The Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Post has called us one of the 22 most independently entertaining and cool radio shows in the Twin Cities. We feature cool people from all walks of life and from all 50 states every Saturday at 6 p.m., replayed Sunday at 4 p.m. on AM 950, The Progressive Voice of
1: Minnesota.
4: Once I was seven years old My mama told me go Make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely Once I was seven years
0: old Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Hagland. I'm joined today by Reverend Debbie Meckley and hospice social worker Heidi Simon. Last segment, we began to touch on our topics of today and the title of today's uh show is lifting the veil revealing the spiritual truth about dying and death and we're going to talk about uh, you deserve to know the truth here and then uh, later on the show touch on the dynamics of dying so i will uh, turn the show back over to you guys here and we'll continue on with our conversation
1: yes thanks ken So as we were saying, you know, ancient times was this practice and this wisdom, and a lot of it was passed, not even down in the written word, but oral teachings. And so um, we see, and I know that for many of us on the team, that Cicely Saunders, who was a social worker, nurse, and then became a physician, was really um, someone who channeled that wisdom and brought it into modern times and, you know, was saying Watching people die and saying, "What do you mean that we're telling them there's nothing more that we can do?" And so she created this this model. You know, she mm-hmm. took that wisdom and she created this approach to this holistic way in which we are with people through this process. And so not only did she um, focus on taking care of them in every aspect of themselves, the meaning, meaning and hope and relatedness and forgiveness aspects, but she also looked at the caregiver and knew that how that caregiver was doing, um, you know, there's this energy that we exchange and just to know that we truly are the medicine when we're sitting with someone. Um, so even though we may not be able to fix the situation, we certainly can be there to accompany them.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. provide that comfort. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things, too, that we we fall back on a lot is uh, an expression that Margaret Mead shared that says, when a person is born, we rejoice. When they are married, we celebrate. And when they die, that we pretend that nothing's happened. And, you know, in our culture, that's kind of what we've done is we've moved away from talking about this... Event actually in our lives, right, Deb? It wasn't always like
2: that, right? You know, not even a hundred years ago. Um, there's a lot we could talk about: parlors and funeral parlors, and the living room, and oh, how people the way they designed
0: the homes yes. and the way they used homes, yeah,
2: yeah. for people yes. to be in. Um, but you know, we've we've spent uh, we spend our adult lives avoiding the D word, avoiding yeah. talking about death. We also spend our adult lives looking for meaning and purpose, enlightenment, our path. Ironically, to find out that uh, the greatest enlightenment, typically, (laughs) of all, is the time of death, is when we become most enlightened and free of this stuff. And so that's why we're really talking about um, better dying. And that's not just... um, you know the physical, clinical part of keeping somebody comfortable, but how do we help move them through um, the the spiritual pain, the regrets, the resentments, the forgiveness, um, and talk about that, and help families as well know how to open up and do that for themselves, so that when they're the ones who are left here after all is said and done, that they have a new perspective on that as well. And how do they want then their own deaths to be? Okay, I learned from this. I mean, the dying are teachers at right. a very deep level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think part of um, what we're so passionate about and committed to is, you know, when we look at this, the way that this is um, expressed in our culture, that we don't talk about it is really, you know, you look at what the goal is. You know, there's so much of a focus on keeping someone alive and doing everything we can, despite, you know, all the ways that their body is saying this is the path that I'm on. And so we've really medicalized this experience, and we moved away from these, right, these ancient ways of just honoring what this is. And so we're really committed to really partnering with our physicians out in the community because honestly,
0: that's right. yeah,
1: they don't have the support and the training to know sometimes even how to have this conversation because people right. look to them for that hope and to save them from. You know the situation that they're in and so what we're really um, what we do is we honor that role that they have but then also partner with them as a medical practice as mm-hmm. experts in this area um, mm-hmm. to be able to say you know we can do this together
2: and help right. them move forward mm-hmm. because um, you know typically for the physician death is the enemy you know, they're trained to treat and to cure and to keep on moving forward Perfect. at mm-hmm. at whatever cost that is mm-hmm. right? in a good way. Yeah. But um, it's not always a good death mm-hmm. when it's done that way. And, um, you know, striving and uh, fighting to stay alive really isn't living in and of itself. In fact, we expend a lot of energy when we're fighting to stay alive instead of just being alive and being with that mm-hmm. during that time, and evaluating, and being able to go through those aspects of ourselves and the things we've done, and maybe come to resolution with things we didn't get to do, you know. So it's powerful stuff. It is.
0: And let me ask this question because I know we, I've heard you guys talk about this, but the energy you have at end of life, we've we've talked about having that go towards the resolutions, and the because there's a lot of energy that takes to face those questions and deal with the unresolved issues. I mean, you don't want to be energy-less and then dealing with those things because it does take energy to do that. I mean, it takes courage. It takes takes help, maybe assistance that you guys are so skilled at in helping a person resolve some of those issues at end of
2: life. Yeah, you know, another thing it takes is acceptance. And if you're fighting to stay alive for something you haven't come to the acceptance that this might be the end and there's yeah. a there's a huge duality there right. this dichotomy right. that is taking your time and your energy and and not allowing you to just sit with that and be with that and um to yeah. uh embrace it right. for what it is so. right. mm-hmm.
1: and we see the general eight generational impact of that because you know, like we're saying, are, are th- those that are dying are our teachers. Mm-hmm. So their opportunity to help guide their families, because truly that's that's who's guiding, is the person that's moving through their dying experience. Mm-hmm. So for their families to have the opportunity to see the way in which they, they carry themselves with their grace and the wisdom and all the attributes that, that, that we see them have, um, you know, we do them a disservice when we take that opportunity right, from them. Right. So, you know, we were just talking about what a good death might look like um, and dr ira Bayok, actually who we again look to as a mentor he talks about that across spiritual and cultural traditions not to mention geographic distance and centuries that there is really a similar definition for what a good death is and it's a lot about what we're talking about is that ability to be as conscious as we can be and as aware and present as we move through this experience, that we can, um, and I don't, I don't know how many of our listeners know this, but in our country, in the United States, only 2.5 percent of us die conscious.
0: would I, I, Yeah, I was it's just blown away when I heard shocking. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, it really is, um, and we have the privilege. Actually, Dr. Ira Biak is going to be here in Minnesota.
0: That's right. Very
1: soon, right, Ken? That's
0: right. That's right. He's coming to be the keynote speaker for the 28th annual Minnesota Hospice and Palliative Care Conference uh, that's being held this spring in April. Um, The the conference is actually being opened up for his keynote presentation, which is going to be Monday, April 9th, and the public is invited to attend. Uh, You can get tickets at the Minnesota Hospice and Palliative Care website, mnhpc.org, and uh, you can get tickets on their website. So I would encourage people who are interested in this topic uh, to do that. We are wrapping up another session here, another segment. We will be right back with the Minnesota Hospice and Palliative Care uh, radio show.
6: I'm Dr. Vladimir Vonsurikov, director of the Museum of Russian Art, The museum is currently showing 40 works from the Vladimir School of Painting, which emerged in the 1960s in a town east of Moscow called Vladimir. No doubt you'll be stunned by the colorful and sometimes familiar paintings of this historic and traditional region of Russia. It's well worth the trip to the easiest museum to get to in Minneapolis. Plan your visit today at tmora.org, that is tmora.org.
4: Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul is a perfect choice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Offering daily fresh seafood specials, fire-roasted meats, exquisite pizza, and half-priced bottles of wine on Mondays and Tuesdays, except on Excel Energy Center event nights. Once you experience their cozy fireside dining, extensive wine list, and bar, you'll be back for more. Gift certificates available located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking or online at downtownerwoodfire.com.
5: Congratulations, you survived the holidays. Now, what about cleaning up that holiday mess? Fortunately, right now is the best time of the year to call Zero Res and let their professionals do their empowered water thing. Why? Because Zero Res is having a holiday hangover sale. This month, you can get three rooms Zero Res clean starting at only 119 bucks. Plus, this month, you can still get a great deal when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. Call 952 Zero Res or visit ZeroResMN.com. ZeroRes, spell it backward or forward, it spells the same.
6: Oh, oh,
3: oh, Save on your next oil change when you purchase five quarts of Valvoline Max Life motor oil and a MicroGuard filter for the price of Valvoline Conventional, just $24.99. Save big with Valvoline oil and filter specials at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Limit supply, See store for details.
5: Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
1: about pets we are too the pet connection show is a great venue for fun informative and creative conversations about pets join myself kathy menard and dr nicole parole along with guests who are leaders in the dynamic and growing pet industry as we discuss health care relationships behaviors and even political issues as they relate to our pets so come sit stay for the pet connection show sundays 11 a.m to noon on am 950 radio the progressive voice of minnesota
3: The local advertisers you hear on AM950 are the lifeblood of the station. If you find yourself regularly tuning in, or if you appreciate the diversity of content we deliver, please take the time to support our advertisers. Even if it's just to thank them for backing AM950, your voice and support can go a long way. Help keep the station going strong while investing in our local community. Find the complete list of on-air supporters by visiting the advertisers page at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com.
5: With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today will be mostly sunny with a high near 32. And tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 11. Sunday will be partly sunny with a high near 18. Sunday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 3. Monday will be mostly clear skies with a high of 15 and a low of 3. Celebrate the resistance and the excitement building course of 2018 elections with the Blue State Ball. Taking place Saturday, March 10th at the Blaisdell in Minneapolis. Confirmed guests include Tom Hartman, Norman Goldman, Pat McNeil, Mike McDeep, and lots more. General admission is from 7 to 11 p.m. Tickets available at the door.
4: Once I was seven years old, my mama told me go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven Welcome years back. old.
0: Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Hagland and I'm joined today by Reverend Debbie Meckley It'll and Hospice Social Worker Heidi Simon. We were just wrapping up that last segment there with uh, the Dr. Ira Bayok. I want to make sure I gave out the right uh, website for that. It's mnhpc.org. Is where is the only place you can get tickets for this. It's not online. It's not at uh, at Ticketmaster. Um, you have to go to the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care uh, website which is mnhpc.org. April 9th. It's uh, 7 o'clock in the evening. So Please, uh, please check that out. So, getting back to our topics here, we were uh, we have gone through. Uh, you deserve to know the truth. Had some great conversation about that which I would love to have you guys come back and really explore that some more. There, there's a tremendous amount of traditions and things I think people just don't know about. We, we've lost a lot of that, like you said.
2: Right. Well, you know you can't get rid of us, can? Well, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll <be> back, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: well this, is one of the, this is one of the drivers of our success yeah. is the fact that we do mm-hmm. not only focus on great clinical medical care, our patients get the best care, mm-hmm. but we also understand that that's not the only care that they're looking for or that they want. They want more than that. And so, again, I just uh, am so honored to have you guys a part of the team here and helping our patients and families. And then we then moved into the dynamics of dying. We're getting, ready
2: we're getting, yeah. getting ready to move Getting to
0: move into that dying. one there. Yeah. Um, and so I'll let you guys uh, take it from there then.
1: You know, I was going to just mention that um, as we offer... These retreats, we also have incorporated a lot of opportunity for experiential learning, and um, you know, giving our participants and ourselves even because we join in the chance to express things um, that they want to, or ask questions, or have a new perspective because maybe we've presented something in a way that they hadn't thought of before. Mm-hmm. And so, in um, in one of our experiences, we presented the opportunity for them to think about what their first experience of death was. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was really interesting because it got all of us. Um, as facilitators, we were, we were doing the same thing. We were considering. Because, you know, we, we go through an experience and regardless of what age we were, it creates a story for us. And that story then informs kind of how we proceed and how we think about what this, this event is and what this experience is. So, um, so as I said, we, we asked them to think about their first experience and actually who it was that died and then we asked them to consider, well, how did their family react? Um, and then what that death meant to them then, so wherever they were in their life at that point. And then what questions did they have? And most importantly with that was, did those questions get answered? And, you know, there was there was a lot of expression in the room about that. There yeah. were some very recent experiences. And, of course, there were experiences for people that were going way, way back to I mean, just being toddlers that, that were just starting to express those things. So,
2: Yeah, and what that meant to them at such a young age that they carried with them. If those questions were or weren't answered, how they felt about that, and how it had impacted their all these spiritual aspects of who they are today, and how they view it. So, you know, some suffering maybe going on there, which is optional, as we <laughs> talk about. <laughs> yeah. So. And we talk about um, spirituality and religion. Not verses, but spirituality and religion, the harmony that can be there, how some people choose one over the other or both, and how we tie that in. Uh, We're going to touch a little bit more on that on the third episode, which is on the 4th of February, um, as we'll be talking about the impact that religion has on our view as it pertains to fear of dying, fear of death, and the afterlife, and that there's some more optional fear that you know and pain that's been put on us and suffering. So um finding a way to understand uh, a framework uh, how it fits into our lives and how we can find meaning and purpose with that in our own personal lives. So there's going to be some really good discussion. We got a lot of feedback saying talk to us about religion and what has happened to us and why we're where we're at and how we can move past that. So and we have some pretty incredible hospice experiences that we talk about and mm-hmm. um, helping people move uh, through end of death through some of that incredible fear. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, we talk about spirituality, which is who we are. We're all spiritual beings, um, and it's really about this these experiences that we have beyond this commonplace, normal world that we walk in, those ahas, those insights, those breakthroughs that we hold on to that um, maybe we're just a second, you know, in time, but that are a part of who we are. And... Um, and then we'll also talk about how that opens us up.
1: It does, because, you know, as the caregivers and loved ones that remain, um, after we've said goodbye to someone, we often, we often feel um, a little heavy. And we feel like, you know, why did you leave me? Um, I'm feeling lost and I'm feeling broken. And spirituality really, that looking at that really opens us up to the possibility of another perspective of, well, why did you choose me? Because ultimately, they, they chose to be connected to us. They chose to have an experience with us. Um, in their human experience, they, they were impacted and evolved through knowing, um, knowing us. So it's a really powerful way to be able to look at that.
2: And, and the simplicity of our spirituality is just how we move about in our ordinary daily life. You know, how we interact with our spouse, with our partner, with our coworkers, our children, our bus driver. You know, um, what gives us meaning and a sense of purpose or a sense of meaning in our day, in our moment, in our minute, um, is uh, the simplicity of that. We all have mm-hmm. that that connection. <laughs> yeah, so, we just had that
1: expression in that beautiful snow we got this week, didn't we? Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it. It was pretty. I don't like driving in it, but it's good. It's all good. It's all good. So, um, again, we um, continue to offer experiential exercises throughout um, this training. And um, looking forward to having um, some half-day retreats that will be some really powerful trainings. Yes. And that's all it will be—is these exercises that we'll be doing just to expand, you know. And we talked a little bit about the empathy experience and all the feedback. And, and
1: oh that. yes, we—you um, know—that's been a couple weeks now, and we've been getting phone calls and emails. And at our last retreat, people were coming up and just saying, "Okay, I am." still thinking about this daily. Um, It's shifted uh, shifted a lot of um, priorities for people and things that they hadn't considered and changing some relationships and it's just been interesting. They've been excited about it. I have
2: to say it was kind of fun to take that out into the community Uh because that is an exercise that we do with our hospice team, all of our volunteers, our new employees, and we sit in that repeatedly throughout the year and it always feels the same and different. Mm. And um, so it was It was. uh, I have to say, fun. It was fun because it was fun to watch Mm -hmm. what came up for people, yeah, and how they said, "Oh my God, I've been thinking differently about how I walk through my day, yeah, and how I have conversations with people." So, yeah, yeah. that's great. So we should move into uh, at least touch base a little bit on the uh, the second episode that we did, which was the dynamics of dying. Yes, and um, in that we um, we talk about a little bit more about that hands-on um, way of caregiving, how we can touch those hidden places and folks.
1: Yes, and just how, you know, there's just three main things that we need to be, and that's an observer. We need to just be attentive and surrender. So as you mentioned earlier, just being able to accept that this is a part of our life cycle and how important it is. Um, you know, if we were to think about, we go on trips, you know, we a lot of us will go on a trip and... What that would be like if you were going on a trip for the very first time, and you were going alone, because that's what this is, its mm-hmm. at least physically, and you didn't have a map, you had no directions, you didn't have a destination per se, mm-hmm. um, and you were kind of worried about what was laying ahead for you, that that would be pretty overwhelming. someone, And so we think about that person as possibly a weary because the physical demands that sometimes can be a part of this process is you're a weary and and maybe frightened traveler. And how reassuring it is for someone, for them to have a caregiver who, you know, at least as much as we can. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we understand that there's grief there but how much we can accept this so that we can support that person
2: yeah mm-hmm. and we um, presented Barbara karn's movie new rules on dying and that was really powerful for a lot of people because many of them had gone through the dying process with someone and they never really understood it and they saw the aspects of dying it was it was kind of an emotional it was a uh, day for folks but it was um, it just showed the reality of what they knew didn't know or thought they knew and how we just don't know what it is we don't know Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Barbara Carnes. If anyone is uh, interested in looking up her website, it's Barbara Carnes. C A R N E S. She is a thirty-five plus um, hospice nurse educator who uh, speaks around the world, um, written a lot of books. So check her out on her website. Um, and again, we you know did these experiences with hands-on energy work with people. Some people have never experienced that, but it's just it's it's really. Uh, any lay person can do that it's feeling we all are energy we all have this movement through us and to be able to get connected with that is how we connect to each other so we uh offered that experience too we'll be doing more of that we will
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and we also acknowledged our animal assisted practitioners out there because we know of course that at end of life we're not only talking family members like we may be thinking but we've got our four-legged family members and also, a shout out to the Finn and fins. the wings. Can't forget <laughs> them either. But That's right; they're just as important.
2: <laughs> so we we talked uh, about the definition of health, which is kind of interesting. It's a state of complete physical, mental, social well being. Not nearly not uh, nearly the absence of disease or infirmity. This is from the World Health Organization, but nowhere in there is there anything about spiritual health.
1: Was well, that something? And,
2: yeah. And so we uh, really touch on that and. Um, how uh, people get connected to that wise self, the place that's kind and where the wisdom is and, and all those inner messages. So... And, uh, disease, speaking of disease as dis-ease, that, uh, you know, what's, what's knocking on your door? What is your body trying to tell you? Because long before we actually have the outward signs of illness, we, uh, it's been knocking, it's been talking to us, and how we can see it in a different way, put on a different pair of glasses and see it as a, uh, an important way to get some insights about who we really are. Um, Uh, more about the spirit of who we are as well. So, um, that was good. It was good. It was good. And then, of course, the soul. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's always wow. this conversation about the soul. And within science-based medicine, the word soul doesn't even compute. Um, it's, it's nowhere. It's only mentioned in religious context, um, sometimes historical context. And we've gotten away from, in medicine, of treating the whole body. It gets compartmentalized between the endocrine and the heart and the bone and the blood mm-hmm. and the brain. And um, the soul is the wholeness of who we are. And the more we push it away, the more disconnected we get with what our body is actually telling us. So we get to look at the song of the soul in a little more soulful way and um, have some fun with that. And
1: Wouldn't you say, Deb, that we're really seeing the consciousness around end of life, around how dying informs our living? Wouldn't you say that we're really seeing that shift? Yeah. That we've yeah. got people asking questions, wanting to have conversations about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and questioning some- what they believe. Yeah, because something's being stirred. Something's being stirred, and from that bubbles up All these questions and this exploration of how that can inform their living.
2: We're trying to raise consciousness. I think we're doing it.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you, guys. That was a great segment. Um, We have one more segment left, and uh, you are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. We'll be right back after this short break.
3: The Blue State Ball is back. Hi, it's Mike mcinty AM 950's annual get-together for like-minded progressives is March 10th at the Blaisdell in Minneapolis. And I will be there and look forward to talking with you. But we've got much bigger stars on the program. The voices you hear here every day, Tom Hartman, Norman Goldman, and of course our own Matt McNeil. Plus, expect lots of big-name political guests and candidates. It's always a great time, and tickets are on sale now at am950radio.com. Come join us and celebrate the resistance and the excitement building towards the 2018 election. General admission is just $35 and gets you in at 7 p.m., or come early at 5.30 p.m. with a VIP ticket for $100. Drop by and say hi to me, Matt, Norman, and Tom. The Blue State Ball is March 10th. Get tickets at am950radio.com and be part of the progressive voice of Minnesota. Chocolate.
4: Celeste is a true celebration. This is Colette, and we've created two-themed chocolate collections for this year's football playoffs. These chocolates are the world's finest artisan chocolates with distinct, unforgettable flavors that will sweeten your team's victory and soften the sting of defeat. Having a party? Skull! Check out our football-themed chocolates. We're an approved vendor through the NFL Business Connect program. Call 651-644-3823 or visit ChocolatCeleste.com.
3: Is it time to downsize but don't know where to start? Give the House Geeks with Bricks Real Estate a call. We're experienced in making this process as easy as possible. Whether it is help with pricing your home, assistance in finding movers, or any of the other professionals you might need to get your home sold, we're here for you. Take the worry away by giving us a call today at 612-207-5388. That's 612-207-5388 or online anytime at housegeeks.com.
5: A coalition of Minnesota advocacy and activist groups have united to commemorate the anniversary of the 2017 Women's March with a one-day conference for experienced and newly motivated activists to turn outrage into action for ongoing grassroots efforts in the work for social justice. The Men by Men 2018 Beyond Resistance Conference will be held January 28th at Harding High School in St. Paul. The conference centers around three themes community building, effective activism skills, and understanding the issues. Dr. Rose Brewer, Professor of African American and African Studies at the University of Minnesota, will present the keynote entitled Forging Revolutionary Change in an Era of Right-Wing Reaction. Other planned sessions include presentations bridging the red-blue divide from Better Angels, Minnesota, women of color leaders in the social justice movement from Take Action, Minnesota, caucus training, and much more. So turn your resistance into action at the Min by Men 2018 Beyond Resistance Conference. Again, that's January 28th at Harding High School in St. Paul. The full schedule and registration is available at minbymin.org. That's mnxmn.org. Soon will be 30.
4: Songs have been sold We've traveled around the world And we're still in Soon we'll be 30 years
0: old Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Haglund and I'm joined today by Reverend Debbie Meckley and hospice social worker Heidi Simon. We're in our last segment already and uh, and uh, the listeners really miss out on the conversations we have in the, in the, <laughs> during the breaks. Um, but uh, we let's let's... Um, wrap up the the second topic which was the dynamics of dying we'll get a few more things in there and i know you guys uh want to give us a little bit of a teaser um on the the third episode which is releasing and allowing life's design which uh, again is going to be a live presentation on february 4th and we'll talk more about that at the end of this segment to remind listeners as to how to participate in that right okay great yeah
1: well, part of what we were talking about before we came back was, um, you know, we were talking about this experience that we that we offered where we, we looked at ourselves, spiritual selves, and we considered how it is that we express that in our humanness. And so in this activity that we had with our participants, um, you know, on, our, on a daily basis, I think a lot of us are probably saying, who am I when we go through different situations, right? It's probably something that comes up. and um, But we had the opportunity... To look at that with a list of ways in which we express. And so included in that was our body, our past memories, families and friends, our personality, culturally, our, um, our social role, a secret life, which was really fun for people to, to yeah. explore, mm-hmm. and the, our perceived future, the unconscious realms, and a sense of the, the transcendent. And this really opened
2: up some creativity and possibility, didn't it, Deb? Yeah, that was fun. Mm It was fun. So we we talked a lot about that so that we could really get connected with who we are, who we're being. You know, when you get clear on why you do what you do, and you know who you're being and whatever that role is um, in all these aspects of ourselves. And we talked about the new definition of healing, which is the ability to adapt and um, self-manage in the face of the social, physical, emotional, and spiritual challenges that we go through. Um, and so we spoke to how to um, spiritually clean our house, so to speak, our own inner inner house so that we can not just be better healthy for ourselves, but be um, healthier caregivers and healers as well. So what it takes to do that and to get connected and to know how we're moving through all of these aspects. Um, Again, which is uh, really the backbone and the foundation of this series, of this movement, um, which is dying better. We die the way we live. So if we can live better and understand why we move through life the way we do, we won't have so many questions about it at end of life.
1: And I think my favorite piece of that whole talk is thinking about healing. And it's that message that, Regardless of what we've experienced, we are not
2: broken. Yep, that's right. Nothing's broken. Yeah. So well, let's move into um, just giving a, a little sneak preview on um, Episode 3, which is releasing Allowing, Life's Design. Um, please join us on February 4th, 1145, at Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center and uh, for this this particular episode uh, we are going to discuss the seven spiritual elements of who we are Heidi'll we'll just touch on those briefly in a sure. minute um, and we're going to talk about religion believe it or not and um this is this is very impactful because we've all had our um, brush with that topic um no matter what that brush was I mean and it does affect how we feel about how we move through, uh, death and dying, and the fear. Um, and like I say, it's optional suffering. And we're going to talk about grief before, during, and after the loss. Um, we, I would love to direct you to um, uh, Minnesota Hospice's website uh, because uh, we have podcasts on there. We talked about grief in the holidays. Uh, here on the radio, we talked about um, grief before, during, and after the loss. So no matter when that grief is, doesn't matter what time of year it is, it's still, still there for us. So Heidi, tell us Uh, At least just name off those seven spiritual elements. Sure.
1: So um, we're going to explore the first element, which is an awareness of the other. And also a sense of responsibility. Another spiritual element is a sense of vocation. uh, My reason for being is really what that talks about. And then a sense of community. We're going to be looking at a sense of repentance, which, as we all know, is a significant experience. Um, Regardless of the intensity of that, it's just present, right? right? And then um, the sixth element, the ability to be present. So how much am I focusing on my past? And then spiritual element number seven has to do with faith and my own personal story in comparison to a great story.
2: Yeah, I love that because we all have a great story. Yeah. And it's not that deep down. And we all have a story greater than us. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So whenever we uh, want to put a scratch in the old story, we just have to know what the great story is and put it in its place. That's right. We'll also talk about sudden death and how that feels. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's really only two ways of dying. We either die of old age and illness, um, which can be a long, uh, drawn out process, or somebody who gets. You know, killed in a car accident, hit by a car, heart attack. And the impact of that, that grief and how that feels, the anger, the why, the questions. So we'll touch on that uh, a little bit as well. And, of course, as always, we have um, experiential exercises you, do. that you don't want to miss. This one's going to be all, a lot of fun um, for people to really engage in and have conversations in groups. Yes. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that's that. That's all we're going to share. <laughs> All right. Um, And, you know, we just have a little bit, but I, I would like to share this. Sure. You you okay with that? Okay. It's called a quantum morning offering. I am creating my day. I am infecting the quantum field. If you're watching me while I'm doing this, show me a sign today that you paid attention to any of the things that I've created and bring them to me in a way that I won't expect let me be surprised at my ability to recognize these things and make it so that i have no doubt that the sign has come from you and whatever that you is for you mm-hmm. so it's it's that awareness it's really what we're we're really um trying to do here is create that awareness so again uh this series five part series we've mm-hmm. already um gone through two so we wanted to recap that for you today so you know where to catch up
0: well i really appreciate you doing that um and people again have the month of february to participate yes in the three next segment next sessions that you'll be holding yep. at unity of the valley
2: yep so uh on february 4th releasing and allowing life's design uh february 18th New, a New Perspective of Aging. And on February 25th, The Gift of Your Legacy, Honoring Your Choices. Um, that is at uh, Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center, 4011 State Highway 13 in Savage. And for more information or to ask some questions, uh, you can email uh, Heidi and I at uh, living and dying HD at Gmail. That's living and dying H D at Gmail. And drop us a line. Let us know how you uh, felt about the subject, if you have any questions about what's coming up. And know that this training is free. And to complement that, uh we are offering continuing education units. Uh so show up.
0: And it's at eleven forty five.
2: Eleven forty five to one fifteen. So there's still four and a half CEUs left.
0: All right. Thank you guys. Uh, That concludes our show for today. I would like to thank Reverend Debbie Meckley, chaplain and spiritual care advisor and our hospice social worker Heidi Simon for kicking off this new series, Lifting the Veil, revealing the spiritual truth behind dying and death. Thank you.